Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We have another amazing guest for you guys today. His name is Alec Wands, and he is an author. He is an athlete. He is a man of all different kinds of trades, and he's going to be talking to us about failure today, you guys. And he's an expert on failure, probably because he's failed a lot in life, (laughs) as we all have. And I think this is such an important conversation because the more that I work with more of you, you have such a big fear of messing up and fear of failing. And I really want Alec to be here today to just talk about how failure can be a good thing, right? we got to change our mindset around the way that we think about failure. So Alec, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself Tell us your story. Tell us all the things. Yeah, thank you very much, Sammy, for the great introduction and for having me on your podcast today. Um, I really wish I had a resource like this when I was in high school. Um, I'm 24 years old, for those of you who don't know, so recently out of college a year ago. But Sammy and the resources you provide are astounding, and you're all very fortunate to have a woman like her in your life. So a little bit about me. Um, Yes, I have done many things. And I still continue to do many things. And I have failed doing a lot of things. But that does not mean that I'm a failure. There's a big difference between being a failure, which no one is. So that's not true. And just the concept of failing. So I've played soccer my entire life. Started in middle school, technically elementary school, and just kind of grown a passion and love for it. So much so that I trained with a professional academy for my four years in high school and tried to get a professional contract actually going out of high school into college. I took a gap year to do so, uh, which was not met by the um, support I'd hoped for at times. Some people like, what are you doing? You're not going the traditional path. And I was just kind of doing what I thought was right for my life. And long story short, I did not get a contract, but I ended up going to Marquette University to play soccer. I experienced four great years there. And along this way, I had so many fails for lack of a better term. I experienced so much adversity. So for those of you who are familiar with the sport of soccer, um, I was a goalkeeper. I am 5'10 with shoes on just right there, uh, which is obviously not the desired height for a goalkeeper. Everyone wants someone who's above six foot. So already I was at an extreme disadvantage, but I never let that kind of bring me down. I always had my work ethic and mentality the highest it could be so that I could overcome challenges because I knew what I wanted to do and I wasn't going to let anybody stand in my way. I was always told I was short, wasn't good enough. And after a while, I just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other because when you listen to other people say and take it in, when you know it's not true to who you are and what you're doing, there's no reason to hold on to it. Everyone's always going to have their own opinion. And if someone's going to add negativity to your life, you don't need them in there anyways. I experienced failure a lot in soccer. I started off as a developmental player each year and worked my way up to full-time each year for four years straight. And when I was going to college, I um, sent over 1,000 emails to different schools. 
and I ended up going to Marquette University. They were the ones who accepted me onto the team, and I was a walk-on actually as well. So I was not getting athletic money at all. I worked out a deal with my parents, so I'd have to pay a decent portion of my savings to be able to go do this opportunity since I was not obtaining any athletic money. But at the same time, I was doing what I wanted and the goal that I had for a couple of years. I played at the school uh, for about a year and a half, and I never saw like a minute of game time. I was always kind of the practice player, always working hard each day and pushing everyone to be their best. But I myself never saw a minute on the field. And actually, after a year and a half being there, I developed arthritis at 20 years old in my foot, which is very, very uncommon. So I had to hang up the cleats. And I really thought about leaving school and going to a different school that's less expensive, maybe closer to home. And I decided to stay just because of the network of friends I built. Um, I loved the school and I just realized it's a place where I needed to be. So I was actually offered a position to be able to be the manager for the men's soccer team and still stay around the sport that I loved. And um, there's just been so many other aspects of fails that I've had. I've tried to start two businesses, one for college mental health, college student mental health. Um, that was going on for about a year. Didn't really take off, but it was still a great adventure. Met so many people, had so many great conversations. And the other one is a wellness site that I had to be able to help people achieve their wellness and fitness goals. So that's still currently going today. But I've also switched career paths from being a strength and conditioning coach and training NFL players to now being in software sales and actually starting a new sales job where I'll be able to help assist first responders getting expedited care. So I've experienced a bunch of different things. Some people would be like, oh, like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I think a lot of people still are finding themselves, whether they're teens, just like a lot of you listening to this. I certainly didn't know my path uh, when I was in high school. And that's completely okay. Everyone's at a different stage of your life. And there are still adults who I talk to who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who are still figuring out what their next phase of life looks like. So it's okay to not know exactly what the next step is. But all you got to do is just take the one that's kind of right out in front of you. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think of my husband, he's starting a whole new career right now and he's in his forties. <laughs> <laughs> so we're always changing, always evolving. But one thing that you mentioned, and I want to ask you this is you made it sound so easy about like, just not listening to the things that other people say, right. And like letting it go in one ear and then out the other ear. And how do you get to the point where you decide or you're like confident enough in yourself that you don't need to listen to what they say or what they say doesn't affect you at all? Yeah, that's a very good question. And it did not happen overnight. For me, it honestly took years. Um, I was kind of had a little bit of a softer skin, but I wouldn't like to show it. It's something that definitely takes some time. There were a lot of days where I would keep a positive attitude going. I would look happy, but on the inside, I was crushed. So whether it's not playing that game, whether it's not traveling with the team, whether it's not achieving the goal you necessarily wanted, like even if I got like a B on a test, like I would beat myself up. I've kind of always had this pressure on myself. And then with the added pressure of other people, it was, days just felt like a heavy weight. And um, it's, it's no way to live like that. It's no fun. And I kind of decided that the things I was pursuing in my life of going to school, trying to start business. These were all good things that people should be doing. And I was being a good, respectable person while doing it. So why would people make fun of me for failing? Because 
whenever I was viewed failure at first, it was hard because you'd be like, oh, I didn't achieve what I wanted to. But I started to realize, well, I just learned a new lesson. So now I'm actually one step closer to achieving my final goal. So just because I didn't succeed that first time doesn't mean I wasn't going to on that second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it was. And I just developed this persistence mindset that if I keep trying at what I want to achieve, then I know that I'll eventually get there. And I know some of you may be really young to kind of understand this reference, but there's a household cleaner called Formula 409. And the formula did not get its name from the area code that it was kind of created in or by the number of ingredients that it contains, but it was kind of named after two young Detroit scientists who tried to create the best cleaner on the market. And it didn't take them 101 tries, not 337, but it took them 409 tries to actually create this household cleaner before they finally succeeded. So it just shows they, they failed 408 times before they finally succeeded. It's kind of just, it's, it's a hard mindset to develop, but kind of once you get there, you just kind of like, oh, I failed this time. I'm just going to go at it again the next time. It's know what truly deep inside I want to achieve. I know being vulnerable here for a second, like when I look back at pictures of myself in high school and like things my parents told me, I definitely had an eating disorder. I would exercise for about four to five hours a day with soccer practice weights, stuff on my own, just to exhaustion. And I was not eating the amount of food that I should have been. Um, after working out, I have to have some carrots or something like nothing big at all. I would kind of save a bigger meal towards the end of the day when I actually felt like I earned it. I didn't feel like I could eat unless I earned the food. And then once I ate it and then I felt full because I was obviously hungry, I just wouldn't want to eat. Once I felt full, I would be like, oh my goodness, I put on weight. I, the next day I go work out even harder and just created a vicious cycle where I got injured a lot. I had a lot of stress fractures. It could be even what related to my early onset arthritis. And um, it wasn't until college I kind of realized this in the middle of the class we were talking and I kind of just realized that that was me. I wasn't throwing out my food. I wasn't just not eating altogether. I just had a different kind of eating disorder that wasn't talked about. I didn't realize. And I know my family and friends probably did realize, but I just never wanted to accept it. And once I started talking with others and realizing that I was actually hurting my body rather than helping it is kind of when I started to make changes in my current life and that was also, I guess, I was feeling my body in a way when I thought I was succeeding by working hard, but I just actually learned to be a lot healthier with my nutrition, with my body now, and it's made my life so much more better physically and mentally. Yeah. I think it kind of takes you to get to that point where you're like, the only person I'm hurting is myself. And, and that's a hard realization to make when you're starving yourself and making yourself miserable. Yeah, it is for sure. And it's, um, it's one of those things I was like, I'm training so I can try and be a professional athlete. But when I was doing all of these things, I was actually hindering my performance and my body was breaking down um, when I thought I was helping it. So having people to talk to, whether it's uh, a counselor, a mental health professional, or just a really trusted friend is, it's really nice to have someone who's there just to listen and who wants to support you and wants the best for you. It's just always nice to have someone like that who has your back. So I would encourage each of you to find someone who you feel comfortable in talking with because it does help a lot to have someone to talk to. We have this idea that if we're not perfect in whatever sort of way our brain tells us that we need to be perfect, like for you, it was your body or what you were eating or how much you were exercising. 
that if we're we're not at that stage we where we are quote unquote perfect, then the only other option is failure, right? Like there's our brains, there's like no in between where we're like, we're learning and we're, <laughs> we're growing. It's like, no, you either need to be perfect or you're a failure or you're failing. And so how can we close that gap, especially when it comes to those things that there's so much noise about around us. And with social media, we know what everybody thinks about what we wear or the way that our body looks, or everybody knows how we did in our game the other night. (laughs) There's just, there's such a concentrated culture of knowing people's opinions and thoughts about us. So how do we close that gap between like failure and perfection? Yeah, that's a very good question, Sammy. And if I could, if I could grab a pair of scissors and I could just go into the Webster dictionary and just cut out the word perfect from the dictionary, I would do it because I firmly believe that perfect does not exist. And whatever you're going to get to, it's never going to be fully, fully perfect the way that you want. And when you kind of accept that and pursue your passions and kind of what makes you happy, The journey of your life, the journey of whatever you're trying to pursue is going to be so much more enjoyable. So rather than focus on being perfect all the time and trying not to mess up, that's just a very, very heavy weight that's just always resting on your shoulders that you can never remove. And carrying that throughout your life is is no fun at all. And actually, myself and a lot of other teens and even adults who I've talked with have found that once you kind of are doing what makes you happy, once you accept that, you know what, I'm going to mess up a couple of times, but I'm going to learn during this process. And all they are just learning opportunities to get further to your closer goal. So there's a huge, there is a vast area between perfection and this area that we call failure. See, I like to just call them little setbacks sometimes. If you don't get something on your first go, if you don't get the desired outcome that you necessarily wanted the first time, you know what, we just take a little step back, reevaluate and approach from a different angle. I like to see that failure is not final, right? It's a learning opportunity. So I think failure has just this negative connotation. And if for some reason, something we don't get what we want, since I believe there's a lot of instant gratification that's going on in the world, especially with social media. So when we attach our value to people liking our pictures or commenting on our posts, we shouldn't give other people the power to be able to control our kind of self-confidence that way. Every one of you listening to this is beautiful and special in your own way because there is no one else like you on this planet. And that should be celebrated. And people who don't know you at all, who just see your life through a little screen that's on our phone, don't have the power, shouldn't have the power to take away how you feel about yourself. And and I totally 100% agree with you, but it's so hard. Like, and I'm going to tell this silly little story. Um, my daughter (laughs) who's a seventh grader was like, came home from school the other day and she was kind of a little bit upset and I could tell something was going on. And a lot of times when I tuck my kids in bed at night, they're like, mom, can we just talk? Like, that's our time. That's our time to like them to tell me whatever it is that's going on in their lives. And she was like, can I get a spray tan? I was like, I was kind of thinking this and I'm like, okay, so tell me, 
tell me more about this spray tan. Why do you want to get this spray tan? And I'm totally not a spray tan person, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so white, you guys. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it turned out that like some of her friends at school were making fun of her farmer's tan because she plays soccer and she has a Jersey on. Right. And so then she's, you know, it's getting warmer here and they're wearing, wearing tank tops. And, um, so some girls at school were making fun of her soccer farmer's tan and just the need to feel like I need to get a spray tan so that I can't give other people ammunition to make fun of me over something. It's so hard when you are in the day-to-day throes of junior high and high school, where it's like, you just want to do anything to get people to not have opinions about you or not notice the imperfections about you, which is like your farmer's tan. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but it's like, you really have to decide how far you're going to go and what voices you're going to listen to in your life when it comes to, you know, really liking yourself and deciding, okay, what is going to be good enough? And if you're constantly searching for that perfection, nothing's ever going to be good enough. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on like, just when you are in that every single day and you're just getting bombarded about your spray tan or lack of your spray tan or (laughs) whatever it is. And that's just kind of like a silly little example, but what are your thoughts on that? I myself am very, very fair skinned. So I would join her on the farmer's tan. I've had plenty of those in my life. No, it's it's a very good thought because I remember when I was in high school, I um, would try and fit in. I was definitely, and still sometimes I'm a people pleaser. I was like, if I help everybody, if I conform to what everyone needs, then no one's ever going to make fun of me. People are going to want me around. But at the end of the day, I felt like I was watering everyone else's gardens. And by the time it was come to water mine, um, the watering can was empty. And I myself kind of felt drained. And that's when you're not your best self, you can't be the best for other people. So if there's people who are your so-called friends and they're putting you down, they're judging you, they're making fun of you, I wouldn't necessarily call that a friend. I know we all want to conform and fit in, but when you act like your true self, so it could be your giggly Disney self. It could be, there's so many things that make you, you. But when you kind of do what makes you happy, as long as you're not, hurting other people, then I don't see anything wrong with it. And at the end of the day, you want yourself to be happy. So what I found especially is when I'm doing things that make me happy and being myself and being true to myself, actually friends come to me. I don't have to go out and find friends. See, when you are secure with yourself, which it does take a little bit to get there, but when you just embrace your full self, your weirdness, because everyone's weird, everyone's weird, that Once you do that, you will attract the people in your life who truly deserve to be there. And that's going to add value to your life in ways that words can't even describe. You will have friends for life, those who support you, support your dreams, who love the weirdness about you. And I know it's a hard concept to grasp at first because maybe you want to try and fit in with the popular kids in school. And I totally understand that. I relate to that. I tried to do that sometimes. But at the end of the day, maybe that wasn't my group. If I was in there, I didn't want to be the the clicky guy. It didn't fit my personality. And that's why I'm just like, yeah, like when I'm doing me, so many good things start happening my way. It might sound selfish in a way, but everyone needs a healthy degree of selfishness. And it's actually what brings about happy 
happiness for yourself as well as those around you who you attract. Yeah. Well, that's one of the words that I would delete from the dictionary is selfish. (laughs) (laughs) Because we confuse it with self-love, right? And we confuse it with taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves what we need. And um, that's actually not selfish. Exactly. When you give yourself what you need, you are so much better for yourself and everyone around you. So selfish, I feel like always has this negative connotation when actually, I feel like it should be a complete 180 flip it the other way. Like, this is good. Like you need to be selfish towards yourself and kind of realizing this is good for me, or maybe this isn't good for me. Now, sometimes, yeah, you do need to share the toy with the person you're playing with or whatever. I'm not saying to like hog everything to yourself. But yes, like, to improve your mental, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual health, yes, you do need to take time to yourself. And there is nothing wrong with that. And once again, the people who realize that and support you in that endeavor are the people that you want in your life. For those teens that are listening, let's kind of wrap up here with how can they fail more? How can they be uncomfortable with failing more and being able to conquer that part of them that is afraid to fail? Yeah, that's a very good question. Maybe you guys are experiencing this, not you guys, maybe you all are experiencing this in the classroom you're in, but maybe the teacher has an assignment or something and you're afraid to raise your hand and ask a question. Well, I'm willing to bet nine times out of 10, half the class or more than half the class has the same question. You're just kind of afraid to raise your hand. All I'm saying is don't be afraid to raise your hand in class, in life. Don't be afraid to ask questions. So for example, if you want to to build a house but you can't build a house yourself. You don't know anything about building a house. Seek out someone who is knowledgeable in the area that you're pursuing. So don't be afraid to ask questions because it's not embarrassing to not know. It's actually more embarrassing to pretend that you know something and then not do well at it. So, so many people are a lot nicer than everyone thinks. If you ask a question, they will more than likely answer and be able to help you out. So just ask questions, make mistakes because Whenever you make a mistake, I guess I kind of see the connotation of it, but I like to laugh at myself when I make a mistake sometimes. I'm like, oh, all right, there we go. A little bump in the road. It's not going to deter me from my final destination. I just learned something. Now now I'm a lot better to equip to go where I want to go. So just don't be so hard on yourself. And it's taken me a while myself to kind of be able to make myself realize that is that, you know what? It's okay. It is okay to feel the way you feel. It is okay to not succeed all the time. It's okay to take a day to yourself. I just like to say that just listen to your body and listen to your mind. And sometimes you just need a little break. Big thing is if there's something you truly want to achieve or want to know or do, don't let these other people judging you or little bumps in the road be able to take you off your course. Because I would much rather try and fail or try to do something and fail rather than just live with the regret of not doing what I wanted to do in the first place, just because someone else made me feel bad. I don't want to give them that power. And then when we are afraid to fail, that's when we have, we avoid the things in life that make life so great, right? We just end up in our bedroom, scrolling social media and watching everybody else do all the things. So I know you have a book. Tell us about your book and then tell us where the listeners can find you and find out about how you're helping people. Yeah, so I actually did write a book. It's called Conquer Yourself, and it's about overcoming adversity and self-doubt to become your best you. 
So big thing here is it sums up a kind of about a lot of things we talked about in this episode. Um, it gives you steps on how to overcome failure, how to overcome judgment from other people, how to be able to kind of set healthy habits and goals to be able to help you achieve um, fortune. Because I know we talked about in my memo is failure equals fortune. And fortune could be money. It could be happiness. It could be you achieving your goals. It can be whatever you want it to be. But there's definitely a framework in there that kind of helps you be able to achieve those next steps where you want to go in life. And there's a quote that I really, really love. And it's from the book, The Horse, the Boy, the Fox, and the Mole. And the boy says to the horse, I cannot see a way through. And then the horse says, can you at least see your next step? And the boy says, yeah. Then the horse says, then just take that. And that's what this book is for right here. It's just to be able to help you take your next step and help you build momentum to whatever goals you have for yourself and your life. And I just wanted to write it to be able to help all of you, honestly. The resources that Sammy provides are absolutely amazing. I just want to be able to give back to the community and help others because I know I wish I would have had tools like you have, Sammy, or like the book that I just wrote. I wish I would have had this when I was a teen or young adult to kind of be able to help me maybe understand more about myself and see where I'm going in life. There's definitely the book, Conquer Yourself, which will be available on Amazon. And you can also send me an email if you want to reach out to me at awons at conqueryourself.co. The website is conqueryourself.co, so not .com, but .co. And you can also find me on Wands Wellness on Instagram and TikTok. Active on social media, I check my email often. So if you have any questions, want to reach out, I'm a built-in friend here. I'm very open and I'd love to interact with all of you, hear your opinions, see if I can be able to be of service to you in any way or just have a great conversation. So always welcome to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and telling your story and giving the listeners just that kind of extra, hey, you're all right, just the way you are. Exactly. You're awesome. I always tell my friends to just embrace that weirdness that you have. It's what makes you you and it's why people love you. So be yourself, love yourself, and then just keep listening to Sammy. She has so much value added in all of her podcasts. I <laughs> I listen to them. I love them. So definitely keep that up as well. Thank you, Alec. I appreciate that. I will put all of your information in the show notes. And is the book already released or does it have a release date? Yeah, the book would be released May 15th okay. on Amazon. All right. Awesome. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.